David, 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 welcome to the Random Movie Generator. Thank you for having me. It goes without saying, it's an absolute pleasure as always. And it really is. I'm not just doing, you know, simple pleasuries, pleasure teas, pleasuries, just to kind of, um, you know, oil someone's palm type of thing. And uh, purely just try and keep on the good side of the good people of the podcast community. It's just say thanks for having me. Absolutely. Just leave it there. Thanks. <laughs> The gratitude should just be heard in the tone and acoustic of my voice. Uh, for those of you who have never listened to Random Movie Generator, uh, it's a movie, what is it, what is it? It's a movie podcast where uh, David Edwards, if you've never heard David before, will review, yeah. will give us movie tips, we'll look at some fun bits on YouTube. Uh, what else do you do? Um, it's like a... Movie news? Movie news, movie recommendations, movie reviews. It's like a cinematic survival guide. How yes. to keep, it's basically for people yeah. who go to cultural soirees, having a few anecdotes in your back pocket to bring out while swinging yeah, on Yeah, you wine. are my movie rucksack. Oh, absolutely. I'm happy to cling onto your back and be silent and just be filled up with things whenever needed. Yeah, uh, people are joining us already. Mr. Dale, Mr. G, and Mr. Dancer. Lovely. Um, Sounds uh, like so a boy band. Lo- watching us live on YouTube. Lovely. Uh, Mr. Blackie is uh, watching us live. So, um, how are you, David? And did you watch a movie last night? Absolutely. I mean, I did watch a film last night and um, not willing to play around with the format, but the film last night is very much my recommendation for this week. Not, not that I want to play around with your structure and format and, um, you know, suddenly... No, not at all. Wow. But definitely um, the Spider-Verse sequel is very, 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 very good. Very good. It's just a case of... Um, I'd say it's it's head and shoulders above any of the, the, the live-action Marvel films. Um, it's It finally was something that met the hype unlike something like Avatar 2. Don't get me wrong, Avatar technologically is amazing, but the script is very standard. Whereas Spider-Verse is very much... um, It's a fantastic script alongside um, amazing visuals. The visuals are just, like, um, incredible. This is why you go to the cinema. Absolutely, Captain, 100%. I bet you were eating snacks like they were going out of fashion last night. Do you know what? I hardly had, I had to have a massive McDonald's afterwards because I hardly ate anything. I was, I was captivated. I started opening stuff and then I didn't go back to it. So I had like loads of half-eaten food around me. This feels like the rebirth of cinema. It does feel like that in a bizarre way. Do you know what? If I was a teenager... And I was watching Spider-Verse, right? It would be like cinematic crack cocaine. That's the only metaphor you can give to it. Because No, there's three there are three others actually, and you know them, so can you say them now? What other metaphors? Yeah. Cinematic orgasm, that'd be one, wouldn't it? Cocaine and um There's two others. I'm trying to think there's, there's drugs and sex. What else would the Gallagher brothers get up to? It would be... Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. Rather, um, uh, like a tickling marathon. That's ridiculous. That's that's insane. <laughs> but I'm trying to think what other hedonism there is. <laughs> okay. Wow. So you walked in with Ryan last night to the cinema 
I think your expectations were pretty high because you said the the original Spider Verse you enjoyed. I did, yeah, absolutely. But this was an absolute roller coaster for you, which you. I would I would say the only thing that that holds you back slightly is that um, the script is designed for teenagers type of thing. So there's a, there's a few walls there slightly whereby um, you know you're not sixteen seventeen anymore. But than that. It's very, very impressive filmmaking. And Lord and Miller are just very impressive. You can tell they just spent a long old time on that script and then visually really impressive. The main villain called The Dot um, is really clever. None of the villains are just obvious nemesises, just these evil characters. Nemesi. Nemesi. Um, they're, um, they're always relatable there's um there's a reason f- i mean like the, the main main villain is actually the leader of spider-verse so it's like um yeah it's like the the, the villains are more like um not anti-heroes but they're relatable on some level they're not pantomime villains they're very three-dimensional yeah lord and miller they're very impressive Jeremy, you know I mean? the script moves at a very fast pace, but it's not fast and furious TikTok entertainment. Do you know what I mean? It's not just chucking loads of rubbish at you at a fast pace just to keep you engaged like a toddler. So it's moving at a quick pace, but you're constantly engaged and it's still skillful storytelling. Visually, I don't think I've got the grammar to kind of explain it. It's just... Well, make up a word. Um... If you had to describe the film visually, how how it excited you and enthused you, what word, what made up word would you use? Canabanga, literally like that. Canabanga, so canabangalized. Yeah, canabangalized me. That's why if you did like a um, a heat uh, monitor diagram of my brain in the cinema, it, it was absolutely canabangalized. Uh, absolutely canabangalized. Totally and utterly. Did Ryan feel that as well? Did he find? Do you know what? He was a bit more trepid about it afterwards. I was getting ready to look around and just say, "Man, that was." Cr-. Did that annoy yes, you? Yes, it did slightly. <laughs> did it? And I shouldn't. Have- I can imagine you wanted to really, and he was ah. But Ryan, was it a bit like that? Ooh, yeah, it was me trying to quiet the chimpanzee toddler. It's like, he didn't like it. Fair enough, Dave. He didn't like it. No, no, it. he did like it, but it was, it was very much on the fence. He, he thought it was okay, but he said, if I was 16, I'd have absolutely loved that. And I do know what he means by that. Do you know what I mean? Um, like, some of the big plot choices are the main character's grounded because the parents aren't happy with him and stuff like that. It's a very much a rites of passage movie. So th- the reasons why he was a bit um, placid at times towards it, I could relate to, but the child in me wanted to, like, um, you know, uh, just be more effused by it type of thing. <clears throat> And he was also right in the sense that the visuals are so... I felt like that with you when you reviewed Commando. Oh, did you a bit? No, no. Goodness me, sort of ruined your weekend. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Trying to spend time with the family, but at the same time thinking about me and Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know. <laughs> really distracted. Oh, so when you when you came out of the theatre, you obviously turned to Ryan and went, oh, wow, that was... And Ryan went, mm, not sure. What was that walk back like to the car or McDonald's? and me sort of prodding him with questions what did you think of that one what did you think of that one and um then we were at the uh, the menu screen buying foods 
and um, you could see he's getting a bit irritated because he said, uh, I can't do both. Do you want me to answer Spider-Man questions or order the burger? And then there was silence. <laughs> and then um, we had a discussion in the car over and he just said, I-, I felt disorientated by the environment. And I agreed. So we got over that hub. What environment? McDonald's? Yes. Because McDonald's is a mad... Oh, he really snapped. No, not massively snapped. Semi-snapped. Semi-snapped. But it was enough for me to want to talk it out and have a bit of buddy therapy. Yeah. Type of thing. Oh, but I know what you mean. When you like something and someone close to you not really into it. But also it's frustrating oh. for the other person in the sense that... You know, oh, he was fit. He's doing his own podcast. This oh, I'm talking about you. 100%. Yeah. Um, What's his podcast called? His podcast is called um, Chaps, and it's just kind of like more about the bonding than the films. How people sort of like um, just uh, God, I'm trying to think of what the word is a uh, platonic pals type of thing, right? How you got to have. So, uh, do you know this is really lovely hearing you get excited about a movie because I feel like you're quite tired. Oh, when it comes to the cinema, <coughs> and you've come out of that feeling. Oh yeah, it's a game changer. Um, that's my it's a game changer. I, it's a very, very unique film. If you and also you can tell that everyone's copying the style as well. The new Puss in Boots film is exactly like Spider Verse, the visual style. And also, have you seen the new Ninja Turtles trailer? Seth Rogen. Do I look like I've seen it? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's our era, though. No, no it's no, not quite no, our era, is it? it. Oh, it can't, it's not out yet. It's August. It comes out. Oh, okay. But that's done exactly like Spider-Verse. You can tell they just, like, um, copied it from, like, uh, like an algorithm. So it's like The Matrix, do you know what I mean? It's like, um, and well, Blade Runner is visually very much kind of like this pastiche that everyone's trying to, like, grab onto. And it's almost questioning as Pixar, not had its day, that's ridiculous. But but Pixar, that photorealistic look, it's like they're going in an opposite direction. You certainly can. But having said that, the latest Pixar film, Elemental, looks very lazy. Well, it's like um, a reviewer said, and I just thought, yeah, you're totally right, that it might as well have just been... Um, chat gpt that just wrote the script it just like it's just so obviously hackneyed pixar you know the idea of like <clears throat> these don't get me wrong i'm a big pixar fan but like um these four elements you know water and fire trying to get on and all that it's just very dumb type of thing do you need an inside out too probably not but the shareholders demand that and you've got to be realistic they're doing another Toy Story. But I'm not, not poo-pooing Pixar suddenly. Do you know what I mean? It's, that's a very obvious thing to do, to start attacking people because a new kid's come in town wearing a spider suit. Well, you are. I know I am. It's exactly what you've done. You've done it for two minutes, and then you're saying you're not doing it. You've literally just done yeah, it. Yeah, you're quite right. I've, I've kicked the dog and then said, you know, I'm giving money to the RSPCA at the same time. I'm contradicting yeah. myself, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, okay, well, that's lovely. I'm really glad you had a good night out. Oh, I think anyone would really, really massively enjoy it. My wife? Do you know what? It's a thing whereby it wouldn't be a five out of five experience, but she'd certainly be engaged and she could definitely sit there and watch it and think, yeah, I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. 
But if you were a kid well, uh, and you watched uh, it, so, you'd be just... So, sorry, you go, carry sorry, on. Sorry, say that again. Uh, sorry, if no, you were a kid... No, no, it's just a... Sorry, you carry on. You carry on. No, no, Because no, I'll no. repeat it. I'll literally repeat it. No, say that again. If you were a kid and you enjoyed it, if you were a kid and you saw it, I think it would be like Star Wars in the 70s. Oh, I think so. I think so. If you were the right age, like 13, 14, that kind of teenage rites of passage coming of age, I think it would be like a Star Wars experience. And that's the only, that's the only wall for me that I'm, you know, I'm Jeremy Clarkson. I'm like a grumbling middle-aged man type of thing. But if I was at that age and I saw that, yeah, it would have, um, my socks would have exploded out of my feet. It would blow my socks off. That's what I was trying to say. It really was. It's a new Lord and Miller are impressive. When you think, you know, 21, 22. There's no cliches with them, are there? It's, everything's, there's always surprising ideas. and Surprising ideas within a, um, an arena that should be filled with cliches, but they avoid them. And also, there are always films that you didn't think you wanted. Like the idea of an animated Spider-Man film. When I first heard about that, it sounded like a lesser cousin to the Tom Holland Marvel live action films. But now we've watched it, it's like 10 times better than the Tom Holland films, I would say. Dave, I've never seen you like this. This is incredible. But it is very much the case. You must have been going like this this morning to get on the pot. Oh, yeah, God, absolutely. Raring to go. And it's like the 21 Jump Street. No one thought that. That was going to just be a half-term comedy. But um, that was a massive hit. And everyone thought the Lego movie was just going to be a hideous cash-in. Uh, and I guess it is, you know, it's making money for the corporation. But I don't think anyone thought it was going to be as successful as it was. Well, I just want to say hello to everyone who's watching us live. Beak Boy, uh, D, uh, Jeff D, Dr. G, Rory, DDD, PPP, Martin Greenwood, Liam, uh, Bread Burp, uh, Mr. Blackie, Mr. Dancer, uh, Camarax, welcome, Mr. Hammond, welcome, Julian Peters, welcome. Um, well, that's a lovely uh, bit of movie news. Was that movie news? No, that was just a what you've been up to section. Recommendation. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally and utterly. Thank you, David. Absolutely. Do you know one thing I'll ask? Can I say one last, very quick? Because we've mentioned Fortunately it. Fortunately, no. Okay, not a problem. No, go on. Like, one thing that I've got to sort of unrecommend. Joe is a bit controversial, but we've mentioned oh. it before. And I can't believe that this didn't come up to the goods. Um, the Sylvester Stallone reality show. I know. It's just like, talk about an open goal. And they still didn't manage to, to, to fire and, and score a point. I thought you said it had good reviews. It, it, I thought it had good reviews, absolutely. I wasn't expecting some Oscar-winning documentary show. It's by the same people who made the Kardashians. So I was ready for some pop culture trash. Don't get me wrong. But it's very flimsy. And it's severely scripted. And it's just very vanilla. I've tried to watch it twice. I thought, right, I'll watch another episode. Give it another go. And it's just so clearly... I don't... I'm amazed. I didn't think they could go wrong with that. I didn't think you could make that boring. But I think the thing is... So he's he's got way too much control. Yeah, yeah, way too too much. Way too much. Just too, um, too, too scripted. Never feels real, ever. Really? I mean, the Kardashians are scripted, and I knew the type of uh, show I was going to watch, but um, just, like, way too much. Thank you, David, no problem. for this week's What You've Been Up To. Absolutely. Thank you. 
David. We've got any movie news this week? Hello. <laughs> oh, hi, Mandy. Hello. Hello. How are you? You good? I'm fine. A bit of silence. No, not silence. Just um. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? She just popped. Sorry. <laughs> Did it pop? Yes. Like a robot fart. Yes. God, that's inappropriate, isn't it? That's not to be oh. celebrated. You shouldn't be laughing at that because you'll keep doing it like a child. She's blushing. Well, she should blush. Letting leave, off robot air in the middle of the broadcast. Leave, leave me alone. <laughs> sorry, sorry, man. Guzzling on the right. oil. But I'm going. Oh, no, no, don't go. No. Oh, I feel, no. No, I feel well, terrible. She comes back for the random generating at the end. Jesus. Oh, I know, it stinks like a mechanics. Oh, you warehouse. make me feel awful. Really quite horrific. Anyway, this don't, don't get a zippo out right this now. This week's movie news. I, t- I tell you, a big movie news um, that's got quite controversial is, um, as you know, at the moment, a lot of the film studios are um, financially because they put a lot of money into their streaming companies. Uh, then, you know, money-wise, they've got to be a bit more economic with their money and who they're going to give. Sorry, I'm just thinking about Mandy. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Sorry. in what sense? Well, the fact that she just popped. Yeah, it's horrific, isn't it? It's absolutely awful. Like <laughs> a scene out of Die Hard. And then you start to... What were you talking about? Sorry. No, 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 it's absolutely Sorry. fine. No, no, not, no. not a problem. Okay. Not a problem. <laughs> it's, a, it's a gear change. It's a total gear change. It's a gear change. Okay. So, make believe robot. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go. Um, <clears throat> basically, I think my expositions are terrible. My intros. I'm going to do a really short version of this. Okay. There's unknown directors are very unhappy with 20th Century Fox at the moment because um, their uh, projects have been sidelined. Because suddenly Taylor Swift um, has decided she wants to do a feature film. And there's only so much money you can put into um, into movies. And um, they've dropped films that are in development. And they've decided out of the blue to put all their money into her um, project. And it's turned into a big 20th Century Fox project in the sense that um, apparently she did a short film that got a lot of hype. And now she's writing and directing a film with Fox, big, big budget. And Del Toro, you know, the well-known director of Hellboy and things like that, he's her, um, she's his protege type of thing, and he's going to be overlooking it. Because, you know, she's hardly done any directing whatsoever. But, I mean, um, Taylor Swift is quite a fascinating media property. I mean, she's, I didn't realise how old she is now, 30. But, like, apparently... I, do you know I don't know. I don't know who she is. Oh, she's... Did a, she sing that down and press a meme? Oh, that's Shania Twain. Uh, uh, what? Who's Taylor Swift, then? Um... Yeah, I'm trying to think what her songs are. Uh, um... God, what are how ridiculous I can't think of a Taylor Swift I just know song. the name I don't know anything she's, else she's at, do you know what um, money wise and how how popular she is she's up there now with Michael Jackson during the bad period not bad as in like he was um, inappropriate to people but bad as in his music and um, uh, Beatles when they were at their peak and and they think she's going to break her records of her concert um, it's ridiculous I can't think of a um a Taylor Swift song. Man, I feel like a woman. Bam, bam, 
I think that's Shania Twain. I think so. <laughs> I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident that's Shania Twain. Um, right. What other Taylor Swift songs are there? That's just insane. One's called Blank Space. Um, uh, can you put one? Anyway. Up? Anyway, she's. Anyway. It shows how out of the, the loop we are that we we can't think of a Taylor Swift song because the rest of the world are obsessed yeah. by her. Yeah. And they're so obsessed that. Um, 20th Century Fox have dropped loads of projects midway through. So I, I could be this new up-and-coming director out there, and I've got this film called, I don't know, Space. And you probably had two other low-budget films before that, and now it's your yeah. time to do like a mid-range 20th exactly, Century Fox film, yeah. and you've been dropped by a 30, 30-year-old pop star. And um, it's put a lot of noses out of place. If that makes sense. Um, thing is though it's like a lot of people have said that she's been, like pushed into like movie royalty who is the chap who um, wrote the Banshee film absolutely Vanity Fair every year do a thing where they have directors interviewing directors so you had James Cameron interviewing Robert Rodriguez you had Robert Zemeckis interviewing Spielberg. did he interview her yes and it was just like well why is she you know, the, the whole idea of this Vanity Fair videos is that you get je ne sais quoi directors sipping wine and smoking cigars, you know, the in-gang, and then suddenly she's been given, like, a backdoor-in type of thing. Um, so, yeah, she's just been elevated. But her brand name is so big that um, she's just been welcomed immediately into Hollywood. I'd like to see this short film, because apparently they say, I mean, it's not just that. It's obviously that she's a massive name. But she's so um, enormous that Hollywood are like, yep, we'll, um, we'll happily... How do you feel about it? Okay. It's put your nose out of joint, isn't it? I think it's more um, fascinating in the sense that if you put her name into, like, uh, podcast searches, there's some very, um, you know, highbrow academic podcasters, like for, like, um, Vulture, Wired Magazine... Uh, new businessmen, things like that, who really have um, analysed her kind of rise in the media and how clever she's been at using social media, TikTok, and things. What does Professor Charkins think of her? She's ultimately capitalistic Satan wearing satin pajamas. She's a cat, a cuddly cat. You want to. Um, Stroke and feed treats too, but underneath the furry um, minx coat, there are some very sharp wolverine claws waiting to come out. She's the reason why we wander around without a soul and any independent thinking mind. She's turned us all into uh, swift robots. She's swiftly taken away our uh, autonomy from us. Wow, he's not happy. But you can see no. why you can see why um, we've been seduced by her. Yeah, clever, clever lady, David. Thank you so much for this week's movie news. There we go. David Edwards movie review. So, David, this week's movie review is... Now, what was it again? Uh, it's a th- well, it had two names, didn't it? It's A Fistful of yeah. Dynamite, which yeah, is... Um, or was it 
Get Down You Sucker or something. Yes. Uh, it was also called... So I've got all my um, my notes here. And it was... Um, it's a fistful of sucker. Oh, it's, it's called A Fistful of Dynamite or Duck You Sucker. And it depends what part of the world it came out because because it wasn't making money originally. So in other parts of Europe, they changed the name to A Fistful of Dynamite, 1971. Okay, so this is a Western... Uh, this is Mandy. You, uh, Mandy uh, picked the movie for you. This is a western. You're not. They normally send send a shiver down your spine, westerns. But how did you feel about this one? Wasn't bad at all. Um, really? It, it, it was. It was basically um, so, so. It's Sergio Leone, and um, I'd never heard about the film at all. And. Yeah, there were some good elements to it. I wouldn't say it's the best Western I've seen at all. But also, I think what was interesting about it was it was a really interesting mix of genres. Because it's um, as much as being a Western, it's a war film because it's got a revolution, Mexican revolution vibe to it. And also, it does have a sort of quirky comedy element to it. So at one point, they constantly... um, uh, crowbar into the script the actual line of um, you better duck sucker that's almost and it's like a 1970s western you wouldn't usually get that and at the end of the film they drop the fourth wall and actually talk to the audience very very briefly so I'd say it's quite new and ex- what's it about what's it about basically it is about a um, it's a buddy movie at the end of the day and you have um, a guy who's an ex-IRA pat um, who's um, in in uh, you know, Mexico Wild West and he has a massive bag of dynamite. He comes across this other guy who's a Mexican who um, has no interest in the Mexican Revolution. He's like a Han Solo figure. He just wants to look, look after his own back. And um, he wants to use the bag of dynamite that the um, ex-IRA IRA pat character... Um, uh, played by John, um, sorry, the character's called John Malloroy, and um, he wants to use that um, uh, bag of dynamite to blow up a bank and steal the actual contents of the bank. But uh, I don't want to actually ruin it in any way, give any spoilers, but like any kind of narrative, after a while, their kind of selfish pursuits are distracted and taken away from them, and they get involved with actually helping the Mexican Revolution. And it's very much a buddy movie. They've been pushed together. They wanted nothing to do with the revolution at all, and uh, they find themselves involved in this war setting, ultimately. Well, well, let's have a little listen to A Fistful of Dynamite. Absolutely. It's Duck, you sucker. What's up? It's a map. It's your country you're lying all over there. <laughs> it's not my country. My country is me and my family. Well, your country's also Huerta. And the governor, the landlords, Gunther Ruiz and his locusts. This little revolution we're having here. A revolution? A revolution. Please don't try to tell me about revolution. I know all about the revolutions and how they start. The people that read the books, they go to the people that don't read the books. They put people and they say, ho, oh, oh, ho, the time has come to have a change. Shit, shush. I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the revolutions. The people who read the books, 
Because the people carry the books, the poor people, and say, we have to have a change, so the poor people make the change, huh? And then the people read the books, they all sit around the big polished tables, and they talk and talk and talk and eat and eat and eat, huh? But what has happened to the poor people? They're dead! That's your revolution. So this movie is about two hours, 40 minutes long, David. How Everyone's asking, who are watching live, how many sittings? Well, annoyingly, it's a hard film to find, and there was buffering issues with the film, the version I was watching. So then I had to watch another version of it, which was, I think, a Yugoslavian. So I had to watch it with subtitles, and then I got the British one again. But I think even if I didn't have issues finding it in different parts of the internet... Um, the second act definitely lags in a big, big way, whereby it's more about character interaction and the plot doesn't move forward. So I definitely say first act really good, third act um, good because you get the big finale, climax, but um, so the second act too long and bloated and the plot's not moving along. There was definitely How many times did you get up from that chair to make a little sandwich or go to the toilet or have a drink or go to the shops? Well, the thing is, I didn't have as long to watch it this time, so I had to power through parts of it type of thing. So I think I got up for mini breaks for cups of tea maybe four times. And how many times were you just looking at your phone, just Googling stuff? The second act, um, I had to actually, um, I chucked my phone on the other side of the couch because I was looking at it too much. It really was sort of loose. Because the first act was... Can I, Coach, do you mind just showing... Just that, when you made that decision about picking your phone up and just throwing it onto the couch, can you just mime that? <laughs> that, that type of thing. Because you don't want to break uh, the technology, do you know what I mean? You've got to be mindful of that. Yeah. At the same time. But so, you know, make sure it's a cushion. You know, when you were talking about this, David, I did kind of sort of rather selfishly think I quite like that you're watching movies that you wouldn't normally sit down and watch do you like that? oh yeah god yes because I mean um, it's similar to um, what we spoke about yesterday a lot of them fill in my movie gaps like you can you can see that it's a Sergio Leone film you know even though it's a bit crazy and experimental you know you have those iconic long shots and then close ups on guns you know you can definitely see um, the director's style and get a really uh, a detailed idea of their grammar because you know usually of a director you maybe watch three or four of their movies but when you start looking at their back catalogue and their least well known films you start to get a real insight into their reoccurring style definitely are you um are you uh, growing fond of westerns or are you still feeling they leave you a bit cold probably more fond type of, do you know one thing i really find looking at films generally is that um the first acts of a film um as long as you've got like a good concept you can drag people in but it's the second act which is the hardest and then the third act it's kind of near the end of the film anyway 
this is where the money is there's a climax so you get a bit more interested but it's the second act of a movie that's that's very very difficult to pull off even that spider-verse um last night which i was very impressed by there were moments in that where it's just like well i saw that coming and I didn't even mean it arrogantly. It's like, well, I think anyone would have seen that coming. It's almost like, oh, that's Lord and Miller. So if they can't always pull that off, I don't think any many people can. Because you get the vibe with Spider-Verse that so much work has gone into that. You know, bang, 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 bang. You know, it's a bang, 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 bang. So much work has gone into that. Bang 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 so much work has gone into that have you seen the um the disney plus documentary about the beatles i mean i'm not saying that we just come up with something like that then but it's quite incredible how paul mccartney sort of came up with songs because it was like that like that yeah bang 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 so much work worked on into that bang i'm thinking of eyes on legs listening to this and then remixing it bang 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 so much work has gone into that to that I mean, you could be used that. You could use that for a B and Q ad sponsorship for B and Q. How? Well, it's like, like a, with yeah, a bang, 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 saw, 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 chip, chip, cut, 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 glue, glue, glue. Has gone into that staple gum. Something like that. He's perhaps created a um a house for his dog. Something like that. Yeah. Kennel. Yeah, kennel. Bang, 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 bang. Saw, 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 saw. Cut, 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 cut. So much work has gone into that kennel. Do you imagine that's probably what um people at Saatchi and Saatchi do? They get like a hundred grand just sitting around their suits. me off. Except they wouldn't do that because that's actually very good what we've just done. Well said, well said. Absolutely. So, David, now's the time to review uh, Fistful of Dynamite. God, I thank God you brought me back to that, because if you gave me a Yeah, gap, I didn't know where we were. Um, so, you got re- you got to review the movie uh, out of five, five chalk ices. This is, your, this is your moment now. David, please, how many chalk ices out of five are you going to give a fistful of dynamite? <laughs> three which i know is obvious but i guess a lot of films are three do you know what i mean it's like um it was a very welcome distraction at the beginning the first act the second act it's just it just the dialogue scenes go on too long the plot isn't being developed in any way and then the third act you've obviously got a climax a finale but i think a film with that where it experiments with the tone and the style it's usually the first act that's compelling anyway it's like, oh you know this is a bit different this is a bit experimental for the 70s oh i can see how sergio leone's um style has uh, developed from there you know so but then after half an hour you've had your um your your uh your uh cornflakes cornflakes absolutely your your uh, milkshake your sip of milkshake up your straw all that type of thing and um then you want to move on type of thing it's like um commando with schwarzenegger you know that that nostalgia heroin 
plunge in the old vein. It lasts 25 minutes and you want to move on. David, thank you so much for this week's movie review. Not a problem, Captain. David Edwards' Rapid Review. Okay, so this is a new section this week. This is called, um, and this is off the back of a suggestion uh, from a um, a random movie generator listener. Um, And it's called David Rapid Reviews. This is where I give David five titles of movies, and he's got ten seconds to review each one. And it's a strict ten seconds, so I'm going to get a stopwatch. uh, on the old so the stopwatch is here you get 10 seconds to review each of these five movies so as quick as you can David are you ready? 100% 100% okay so the first movie is Nomadland um Oh God, my head went completely blank. Can we start again? My head went completely Stop. No, that's it. God, that was a disaster. Okay, this is quicker than I thought. You know, um... That's all right, that's all right. The second movie is Grand Budapest Hotel. Classic Wes Anderson formulaic film, some amusing moments, particularly with Jeff Goldblum and a cat. But if you're an RSPCA donator, it's not a good film because some... Stop. The second movie is Once Upon a Time in the Midlands. Um, Shane Meadows has um, turned his back on this film because he found it was too commercial and too formulaic, um, and uh, it didn't allow the kind of intimate uh, dark moments. The fourth movie is Four Rooms. With Tarantino and Robinson... Rodriguez. That's an experimental film whereby it was just like a drama in different hotel rooms. It's somewhat simplistic. Stop. And the final movie is Run Lola Run. That's a great film. Proper 90s um, uh, Sundance Film Festival. Uh, unique style. Edgar Wright did a great um, um, a pastiche of it in, in space. Stop. Good film. Good film. Thank you so much, David, for this week's David's Rapid Reviews. God, my, my brain was given an exercise there. Nomadland, I couldn't even think about. I just like... <laughs> Mike, Mike Rolls has put David Edwards' review of Nomadland. God, my head went blank. <laughs> All I could see was um, a woman sat on a deck chair in the Wild West. That's all I could see. Does that appear in the film? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah. Homeless. Thank you so much, David, for this week's rapid reviews. Oh, that felt more like therapy, like electro treatments <laughs> than uh, film review. <laughs> David Edwards, Movie Tube. Now you set could you set this up because you sent me a link I haven't clicked on it I haven't looked at it at all so I thought I'm going to save it for the pod yeah so this is basically um, Steven Spielberg and um, it's the late 70s <laughs> there's a shock I know goodness <laughs> me it's a shock 
I'm terrible at exposition, aren't I? I'm terrible at introducing yeah. things. No, not at all, no. Goodness, when I have to introduce myself to um, new people, it's terrible. I'd almost like give them a whole job interview. My name's Dave Edwards, I come from Arundel. It's just like, just get on with it. Um, so, yeah, it's a case of... So, basically, he's very confident that he's going to get nominated for the best director for Jaws. Ah, oh, you mentioned this. And he's so confident that he um, paid for a camera crew to film him when it's announced, whilst sat of his friends in his house in Hollywood because you've got to remember it's late 70s no what, hang you on can't a minute just, is that really true yes it is he was yeah, that, definitely that, uh, it's late 70s that seems quite arrogant um, bizarrely he doesn't it is very arrogant and he has he's, he's spoken about it since and he said nothing's a sure thing and it was a big um, shock to him but even then he comes over as quite likeable and not that arrogant I think he's very good at creating a certain persona Spielberg hence he's done so well so what was the movie they had made for this Jaws this is Jaws so yes to get in context Jaws had just come out that summer it dominated the box office it done incredibly well it was the birth of the blockbuster and also it's late 70s so you know you can't film it on your mobile phone or no one owns like a high 8 video camera so it's to pay for an entire TV crew to come over to his house and film it and it's him and two mates I don't know if they're friends anymore I think he's gone up to loftier uh, stages of the industry but um, he's so sure he's going to get nominated that uh, yeah he's got a whole crew in there with him uh, John Bones just written does David know YouTube accepts words other than Spielberg and Steven for searches well, it's, it's, <laughs> the thing is after a while um, the first thing I look at in the morning is I go to my homepage and YouTube just gives you endless little nuggets which um, and I think my algorithm wherever it is in Google HQ is just me and Spielberg Okay, so here we go. This is this week's movie tube, and this is Steven Spielberg filming himself, ready to to uh, witness his first Oscar, At, potentially. Absolutely. Let's. It's three minutes. Shall I just play all oh, of it? Oh yeah, please, please. Okay. Steve Spielberg and I just directed a movie called uh, Jaws. And Jaws is about to uh, be nominated in 11 categories. You're about to see a sweep of the nominations. We're very confident at this very moment. And uh, so if we, you all have a seat, uh, we'll get on with it. Okay, it's humming this morning with expectation. They just passed out the uh, uh, material that they have. And I think uh, we got some surprises for you today and, uh, and a lot of excitement. Carol? Can everybody in this room have coffee with the exception of myself who would like a cup of tea? Hey, who has the envelope? We're ready. Do you have the envelope? Show, what show is it going to come on? For the best achievement in direction, Federico Fellini for Amacord, New World Pictures, Stanley Kubrick for Barry Lyndon, Warner Brothers, Sidney Lumet for Dog Day Afternoon, Warner Brothers, Robert Altman for Nashville, Paramount, and Milo oh, Schwartz. Oh, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I wasn't nominated. Uh, I got beaten out by Fellini. Uh, that's that's Fellini, first of all, Fellini. I can't remember. Wait a second. We have the shark was an actress. Wow. 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 Wow.
wasn't even nominated. No, absolutely wasn't even nominated. Jaws wasn't nominated. Not at all. Whatsoever. I think, obviously, he's completely sure. And he was getting ready to, like, sweep the board. Let's have a look. Did Jaws get nominated for anything? It must have got editing. I think it got nominated for editing. I think it got a few. Um, so, Jaws Oscar nominations. But, I mean, um, I, I, lo- I love the little bits. Like, he says, can I have coffee for everyone except me? I'd like a tea. Just those little moments are quite amazing. Yeah, so, uh, awards. It got best original score, best sound mixing, best film editing, best picture. So it was nominated for those. It didn't win Best Picture, but it was nominated for Best Picture. So it did okay, but he just didn't. Let me keep, let me keep watching. I just want to oh, watch sorry, yeah, go for it. No, not at all. No, no, no. The Godfather was nominated for Best Picture and won, but the director, Bob Fosse, a cabaret won. That's bullshit. You cannot have the Best Picture unless the director... Okay, now, do you know what I'm thinking of? What? The Crows. Oh, massively. I'd love to know who those two are. Does it say in the description who they are? Yeah, I, weirdly, I was I was just looking and I recognised that guy. I wonder if they're friends For now. For some reason, I feel like he was in Rocky. Oh, God, that's interesting. Like one of the promoters. Or, i tell you what, one of the um, gangsters. Yeah. Who actually yeah. says, Rocky, I love you, but you, when I tell you to hit someone, hit them. I'm sure he was in Rocky. Yeah, I think you're right. He's probably like a, a 70s character actor. Yeah, I think he was in Rocky, yeah. I don't... I My my image of Spielberg... I know he's like 26 there, but my image of Spielberg is like, oh, I don't care about all that, I'm just doing the work. Oh, the fact he's leaning in. Just... Oh, he's a real proper movie brat wanting to um, get his Oscar massively. And I mean, even now with um, The Fablemans, they said he was very aggressive about promoting that. He wanted the Oscar for that, big time. There's a fascinating... Um, Japanese documentary on YouTube about Spielberg and um, you sort of spend the day with him and it's quite bizarre in the sense that you see him drive into the um, the film studio lot and um, he's got a whole kitchen team that create all his favourite food and um, he's got these two dogs that he drives I'd love that what having like a kitchen team kitchen team yes wouldn't you oh god yeah just just a kitchen team Um, could I have? Oh, it'd be lovely. I thought that was someone real then for a second. I thought it would be nice. What would you, Kurt? David wants would you oh, want a massive bowl of granola? Massive bowl of um, granola with chocolate granola, chocolate milkshake instead of chocolate milk. milkshake and milk. Oh, the chocolate milk, the chocolate milkshake in the granola. So hang on a minute, Tom. So it's the granola. So it's the chocolate milkshake, literally in the bowl, and the granola the chocolate is the chocolate milkshake. Yep, so the chocolate milkshake's in the bowl and the granola, granola's granola. in the chocolate milkshake. No problem. Yeah, that's for David. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So David, yeah, yeah, no <laughs> David, thank you so much for this week's movie tube. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Absolutely. Yeah. 
He does reference that a lot in interviews, Spielberg. He says, "Hang on, we just stop that section." Absolutely, leave it, leave it there. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> David, this week's movie tip. Oh, you've done it, Spider Verse. I have indeed, Spider Verse. Get your spider suit on. Get down to the Spider Verse. Is there anything else you want to say about it? I mean, we sort of covered it, but I would say visually, absolutely um, amazing. It's like the first one was like a comic book come to life. This one feels like an oil painting at times come to life. Um, really uh, interesting, and also it's like at times the action is secondary to the characters. They really go into the psychology of the characters. I'd be fascinated to um, learn more and more about the Lord and Miller writing process. I'm trying to think of any movies for me to like. You've given your movie tip. I'm trying to think if I've got any movie tips to give. I haven't watched a movie for ages, so I haven't got any movie tip. What are you listening for? Sorry. Oh, I'm looking up in the ceiling and thinking to myself, have I got any other little um, little gems? <laughs> right. That I can, so uh, this week's movie tips. Has uh, there are no movie tips in this week's movie tips? We've shifted it forward to the front of the podcast. Absolutely, we've uh, we shuffled the film cards without knowing. But I'm sure, David. I'm gonna what I'm gonna do in this this section. I'm gonna find a movie from a particular year, and all you've got to say is I loved it or I didn't love it. Absolutely. So I kind of listed the um. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay, 2003's Big Fish. Um, um, so what do I have to say? I love it or I don't like it? Love it or I didn't love it? Didn't love it vanilla to me. It was, it's, it's not rubbish. It's not, it's not Mars Attacks, which is just surreal. But um, uh, it was a bit vanilla. Do you know what I mean? It's just like sometimes van- I prefer Mars Attacks and vanilla. I prefer to just eat dirt then, um, well, that's bizarre. I don't think anyone wants to eat dirt. That's a bizarre image. But vanilla is just, um, do you know what it's just like? It just ticks certain boxes and it's just really quite empty. That's what Big Fish felt like to me. Big Fish was one of those films whereby you could see that they were trying to manipulate you emotionally. It was like um, an ex-lover trying to get you back into bed. And it's like, don't try and play tricks with me again. How did I do? Can we try that now? I'm, um... Um, I'm you, I'm trying to get out of bed, and you're my ex-lover. Oh, why are you getting up? It's a Sunday morning. Come on, lazy bones. Come on, lay next to me. Let's get warm. Come on. Oh, I've got, I've got, I've got work. I've got work this morning. Goodness. Why is work always topping our, you know, our private time together, our, you know, our fun time? It's Sunday. It's the day of rest. I know we don't believe in Jesus, but we can at least meet him halfway. Well, I'm sorry. That's just it's what I have to work on Sunday mornings. You know that. You've got to answer emails. They'll be waiting for you on Monday morning. Let's just lay here quietly together and enjoy each other's essence under the duvet. Okay, thank you so much, David, for this week's movie tip. Not a problem. <laughs> Not an issue at all. Did you say you're going to mention a few other films? I don't want to suddenly... No, you can't. no. No. David Edwards, Random Movie Generator. Oh, 
So, David, <laughs> this week's random movie generator, Mandy has come down from the kitchen with Tom, and she's here now. She's rumbling away in the background. Hopefully she's had some gavel scone. And hopefully she picks a movie, or you pick one of her movies, that you enjoy watching. Yes. But really, I like it when a movie pops up and you go, yes! Oh, I really like that. I love that in Life Full Stop. It's like, yeah. you know, um, when you go to the cereal aisle and they've, uh, they've got a new brand of Cocoa Pops in and you just do a, a fist punch in the air, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't like it when a movie pops up and you go, oh, God, it's, it just leaves everything flat and, you know, the, the whole podcast peters out. But um, sometimes those films can turn out to be good, can't you? You never know with life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A lot yeah. of the time you're quite... Well, sometimes if you go with low expectations, it's the best way. Yeah. Okay, well, here we go. Um, uh, um, how did you feel when you sat down to watch Duck, You Sucker? Well, once I re- when I first heard the title, I was like, what on earth is this? When it was Sergio Leone, I was just like, right, okay, that's why um, a director's name's so important, isn't it? In the sense that a lot of people say um, the auteur theory... Trust. A little bit of trust. It is a little bit of trust in the sense that a lot of people say the auteur theory is a myth, the idea that, you know, it's a Ridley Scott film or a Tim Burton film, that's rubbish because there's loads of people involved in the film. But um, the human brain needs a brand name, isn't it, to attach some trust to, and that's why a director's name is important, even though it's just a complete fallacy that it's one man or woman's vision because uh, it's such a collaborative art. You still need at least that name that gives you a tick in the box, like a Nike swoosh. So once his name was mentioned, there was a lot more trust. Before that, I just thought, well, this is just ridiculous. I'm just watching some random 70s film that a farting robot has given me to look at. <laughs> a bit rude, I know, but that's what was going through my head. Piss off. A of AI prejudice. Man, said piss off. Oh, good grief. Right, David. So now's, the, now's your time to uh, pick the genre of the first movie. This is, um, what's, what genre do you not want to land on? Um, probably something like, um, a who did it mystery crime, like, you know, like Kenneth, um, Branagh's Poirot's. I really did, I, I saw that, didn't I? The, the one on the train. It, it, imagine if that, oh, God. Up now. Well, I'd know that it, it, there was like some kind of computer conspiracy yeah. against me, yeah. the robots were turning. Okay, here we go. Pick the genre of the first movie that you might be reviewing next week. Stop. War. Oh, you can't knock that. That's that's always a good footing. And now, the decade of that movie. Stop. 1960s. Hmm... What was that noise? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it could be good. It could be good. 60s yeah. war, I'm trying to think. Mandy, please generate four war movies from the 1960s. Mandy has generated four war movies. She's spinning them around in her gut. And now it's time for you to tell her to stop spinning them. Stop. The Dirty Dozen. Wow. God almighty, The Dirty Dozen. Do you know, I, I must have watched that when I was nine or ten. It's one of those films where it's like, have I actually ever watched it or did I just watch bits of it half asleep on the couch with my dad? 
So that's quite that's quite lovely. Yeah, isn't that's it? a very nostalgic one. That'd be like watching it with brand new eyes, like someone had replaced my eyeballs. Um, DDD PPP said the sixties groan. I know. I do do that. I don't know why. <laughs> The 60s aren't good, it's Alfie, there's lots of classic stuff. Okay. Bonds. Here we go. So, we know that The Dirty Dozen is going to be one of the three oh, movies. the other films in war. Um, Doctor Strangelove. Oh, wow. The Guns of Navarone. Oh, and Where Eagles Dare. Wow. God, all of those are good ones. And there's me. See, the thing is, I don't... My prejudices don't come from a place of logic, do they? It's very strange. You know, I, I get these very sort of set ideas like, oh, I don't know, I don't like that era. And then the films yeah. are listed to me and I suddenly turn into a, you know, an excited choir boy. Okay, let's pick the genre of the second movie. Please, David, take your time. Stop. Thriller. Oh, you just can't go wrong with a thriller. And now the decade of the second movie. Stop. 1990s. Now that could work well. <laughs> it's the 90s, it's thrillers. Mandy, please generate four thriller movies from the 1990s. Mandy's generated those four thriller movies. And it's now time for you to tell Mandy to stop spinning them. Stop. Rainmaker. Oh, the, the uh, John um, Grisham with... Uh, is that Matt Damon? That's Matt Damon, isn't yeah. it? Danny DeVito. Yeah. I've never seen... Uh, that's yeah. Francis Ford Coppola. I'd be very interested in that. I've never seen that. Okay, this is lovely. This is lovely. Right, now the third movie. I'll just let you know the other three movies that Mandy... Oh, yes. Uh, Predator 2. Oh, God, that's a good one. Assassins. Oh, that's the Wachowski brothers. Stallone and Bandolas. Yeah, that's the Wachowski. And La Femme Nikita. Oh, blimey, Luke Besson. Yeah, okay. Now let's choose the genre. Oh, yeah, the genre of the third movie. Please take your time. Stop. Drama. Can't go wrong with that. And now, the decade of this third movie. Stop. 1950s. I, I always have a prejudice. <laughs> the the evil days of the 50s. <laughs> There's some good drama. Okay. okay. Let's generate four drama, dramatic movies from the 1950s. Mandy has done that. There are four movies here. She's spinning them around the gut of her body. It's now time for you to tell her when to stop. Stop. Rebel Without a Cause. Wow. Now, I'd be interested in that. I've never seen Rebel Without a Cause. That would be interesting. Ooh. Ooh. I'd be interested in that. Okay. Deftow says the 60s moan and the 50s silent pause. 
which is crazy. And now I'm giving the film. Yeah, there's no logic behind my reactions, is there? I think. I mean, there I think is. I just I like get comfort it. zone, don't it? Oh, the nineties. I remember that they did the Flintstones remake during the nineties. Do you know what I mean? It's just like a very obvious, colourful blockbuster. I can sit there and just watch Travolta. Do you know what I mean? It's just strange. So, David, I've given each movie uh, an A, a B, and a C. I've jumbled them up. Or have I? And it's now time for you to choose which movie you are going to be reviewing for next week. Is it A, B, or C? B. The Rainmaker. Oh, here we go. Okay. Okay, you're quite happy with that. That'll be an interesting one to the extent that yeah. um, it didn't do very well at the box office, but a lot of people have looked back on it and said that, you know, it should have been more respected as a film. So it'd be interesting with that one. Oh, I looked at any nice. reviews, but I do remember it did. It wasn't they, It wasn't quite, it was one of those kind of post-Goodwill hunting films that was supposed to put Matt Damon on the map with a big director, Coppola, and obviously a big novel. Because, you know... Um, what was the one Tom Cruise did with John Grisham that did incredibly well, The Firm? They were hoping for something similar to that, but with Matt Damon, but it didn't quite set the world on fire. So you sitting down to watch that? Yeah. Uh, no, no, yeah, an interest there. No boredom, no, no it's boredom. not homework. No, not at all. Happily sit down with a hot chocolate and a smile on my face. Lovely. You can't buy okay. a smile. Well, thank you so much, uh, David, for this week's uh, random movie gener- thank you. generator. Thank it's you. always a shame when it comes to an end. I know it is, isn't it? It's a massive anticlimax. I always find that. But are you up for answering some questions from the patrons? Yes, absolutely. It's not over yet, which is always a good vibe. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for watching, uh, listening Sorry uh, to this week's RMG. Please um, support the podcast by leaving a comment and rating it wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm getting quite good at that. Oh, you are. And thank people. Thank you for listening. It's massively, genuinely, massively appreciated. It really is. Thank thank you, everyone. And uh, we'll see you next week.